to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. women. I am Jeanette, your host. This month, I have got some super cool guests for you. As you know, every month we bring you a guest expert, someone working in the dating or relationship industry in some way. And sometimes that means dating coaches. And sometimes that means the founders of a new dating app, like our guests this month. Please join me in welcoming Daniel Dietzik and Julie Griggs, entrepreneurs and creators of new dating app Foreplay. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. I'm excited to have you. It's also just exciting. I think just <laughs> this is awful, but like to have a new app. Um, I'm sure <laughs> I think you guys are single too. And so we have this sense of like, this one's not working, <laughs> which yes. is ridiculous because they it's the same thing. But I definitely have like, a, I'm not doing this one anymore. It's not working. I would need a new a new thing to play with. So yes. this is really exciting. Um, just if you guys, if this is new to you, it is a new app. So just to sort of catch you up to speed here, Foreplay is a double dating app that enables singles to team up with a friend and match with other pairs. It is a more fun, less awkward, and much safer way to date, allowing users to meet and go out in groups rather than alone with a total stranger, which I can totally get behind. So let's start at the beginning. Talk to me about where the idea of Foreplay originated from, because I read that both of you were or still are working as healthcare professionals, right? Isn't that weird? (laughs) Is it? I mean, doesn't everyone in New York have like 10 jobs at the same time? Yeah, that's that's true. That's kind of of true. Yeah, But I'm also a director, you know, like whatever. (laughs) So yeah, Julie and I both work in healthcare. I am a a, a nurse in New York and Julie is a a physician assistant. So so we certainly did not mean to create an app, to be totally honest. (laughs) The way that Foreplay um, started was Julie and I actually made a shared dating profile on one of my dating profiles we made a shared account and so it was pictures of only the two of us and I wrote swipe right if you and your awesome friend want to double date me and my awesome friend very clever that's how it began and we were getting so many matches like all these guys were writing into us being like oh my god this is such a good idea I know just the guy you know there was like the occasional guy who thought it was for a threesome but we were like no that's that's not really what we're looking (laughs) for that was 100 where I was gonna go yes you're like yes I'm I'm in I want both thank you yes like one guy was like what if I want both and another guy was like what if I only want one of you and it was like all right dude slow down so so the response was really successful and we were like very surprised by that I mean we knew that we were gonna do well but we didn't know we were gonna do that well and we were gonna meet that many single guys and then Julie didn't you say some person said like you should make an app and and that's when Julie's wheel started turning. <laughs> that's great. I mean, but people always say stupid things like that. Or like, it's the equivalent of you should write a book or you should make a film. Like, it's so easy. Like, you guys, it's such a great idea. You should make an app. But everyone knows that that is a huge uphill battle to climb. So talk to us a little bit about the ins and outs of, of creating an app. Like, where do you, where do you even begin? Yeah, it's a it's amazing because you're so right. People like he said it. The person who wrote to us saying you should make an app, it was so nonchalant. And so my family actually was very persistent. My brother especially was like, "You girls need to make this an app because if you don't, someone else will." Like the response that you're getting is crazy in a positive way, and it's obviously something that's wanted. So you need to make it happen. And I guess us and the Griggs family, we're a bunch of dreamers. So we're like, yeah, we'll do it. Danielle was like, get me out of your family's group chat. I mean, your brother is like <laughs> blowing up my phone every second and I can't handle it. And I'm like, no, like he's serious. We're going to make an app. And she was like, OK, like we'll play dress up later. Like I'm not I have <laughs> right, to go to work. Right. Um, so, you know, we kept trying to get her to have the conversation and she wasn't 
very interested. And then my brother called me and he was like, you're gonna, you should name it foreplay. And I was like, Danielle, we're going to call it foreplay. And she's like, okay, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Once I heard foreplay, I was like, I'm I'm not going to go with that. I mean, that's, that's a project. (laughs) Well, also like, then it starts to become a little real. Like you can start feeling like, okay, I get a sense of like, oh, what our graphic would look like. Or like, oh, I get a sense of, you know, it's, you get excited about the creative part of, of making something exactly. new exactly you you think the conversations in your head that people are going to say like when you tell them the name of your app is foreplay <laughs> and, and just and I couldn't resist that I was like I I gotta have those conversations was your was your Julie was your brother in the tech arena my brother had found he was the founder of his own online marketplace years and ah, years and years okay. ago. Okay, that's the key yeah. part. If my brother had my brother wouldn't have cared that much, I don't think. But so. you know it's funny because my brother's company, you know, it didn't it, it failed ultimately. He had to close down and move on with his life after doing it for like eight years. But in a way we joke around like this is like his like redemption. He's like gonna help us so hard <laughs> with foreplay because he really wants it to succeed because he knows what it's like to start a company that that didn't. Yeah. Which has been really valuable. But I mean, I think that Danielle and I are a little bit crazy because I was in my fir- my final year as a physician assistant student, right? Oh so God. I was getting ready to take the board. I was studying for the boards, getting ready to take them. Um, applying for my state license, applying for jobs. Danielle was settled in her career as a nurse at NYU in Manhattan. So, like, our lives were set. Like, that's it. I was done. And then it's like, well, okay, let's just turn everything upside down now and try to create a dating (laughs) app and teach ourselves what all these words mean and have phone calls with people and get off and be like, do you understand what just happened? Because I don't. Like, it was crazy. (laughs) I feel like I would be like that. Like, I was... I was thinking about two things. Did you find, because obviously with any startup, there's capitalization. There's the raising of funds you have to do to create a new company. And I was curious if you felt that it was easier or harder to do as a female team and or was it easier or harder to be a female in a very tech driven arena, the app world? I think we're coming in at such a good time because I think that it would be more difficult to be a female had this been five years ago or even two Mm. years ago. And I think that because that was really highlighted and spoken about and written about, uh, now it's actually, I think, an asset (laughs) because, because now that it's been made known, I think that the community really wants females to succeed in tech. Yes. To be as successful as men are. And so I think it's actually a good thing for us. Would you agree, Julie? I would totally agree. And I think it's very interesting that as a nurse and a physician assistant, it's a very female dominant field. Like healthcare has shifted tremendously to totally. to women. And especially as a nurse, you know, it's a very nurturing role. And, you know, it's in my class when I was in school, it was like 90% female. So to now be in a, a f- industry that's very male dominant, it's very, it's, you know, it's been really interesting to see the difference, but I definitely <laughs> agree that being a woman works for us. Wait, I'm why also does thinking, make you laugh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because I am so used to working with women. Because when I, I'm, I, I only work with women as a nurse. I work with all women. And then there are several doctors who are women as well. And just a, a few that are men. Because I, I work in OB. So, ah, okay. <laughs> so yes. it's, it's like all women. My patients are women. My, my colleagues are women. Yes. And, and now we're in a world with men. And... I am laughing because I feel like I don't know how to talk to them. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like every interaction. I understand that. I understand that. I feel like every interaction I like need to flirt. <laughs> and like I feel like. Oh girl. Like, no. No. Like no. Danielle. And I'm like. I'm like how do you speak to men? <laughs> because I'm only used to talking to women. It's slower and simpler I find really. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can we explain something to you that you don't understand? You just dumb it down. That's all you do. Yes. I mean, kudos to you guys. Like, I love female entrepreneurs on the podcast. I I mean, I'm a big fan of women that are brave enough to create something new in the world in the first place against the odds. I think you're so right in illuminating the fact that people are aware that there's 
disparity in representation across the board in industries, right? Like Absolutely. there's no female directors, there's no diversity in film at the Oscars, and there's not enough women in the tech arena. So I love that you guys are jumping on that and saying like, no, this is the time for change. I applaud that very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So talk to me about the app. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I downloaded it and I set up a profile, but I don't have any teammates yet. We'll talk about that. So I wasn't able to explore it as much as I wanted to. But for anyone listening that's curious, for curious, if you will, <laughs> about this new idea of group dating, walk us through it. Totally. So just like the other dating apps, the technology we use is like a swipe right technology, right? So it's something that anybody can use who's been on a dating app before. It's very, very easy. The only difference is instead of having an individual profile, you're actually swiping with your friends. So you have a team profile. And rather than swiping on other individuals, you're swiping on other teams. So when you join the app, you invite a friend to be a teammate, and then together you fill out your team profile, you put pictures of yourselves, and you type what you're looking for, and kind of a a small description of who you are, um, and set your preferences um, for filters. And then you're swiping through other teams, and on my individual device, I'm giving the thumbs up or thumbs down, or swipe right or swipe left, and then on my teammate's individual device, they're doing the same. So if my teammate and I both have interest in another team and both of those teammates have interest in us, that's a match. A group chat will then be generated. We can all talk in the group chat and then hopefully we'll go on a double date. Um, But it's all about being social and being single. We know that there are apps for social people. We know that there are apps for single people, but there aren't really any options for social single people. Um, So this is a way to bring singles together in like a very pressure-free way, Um, like free of expectations and no need to like get romantic. If, If it gets romantic, great. If it doesn't, great. Yeah, and I approach dating that way in the first place anyway because you can't guarantee chemistry. And I always Mm -hmm. say, like, maybe you just connect on a human level and you become friends or maybe you become business partners, you know? Like, it's just a cool way to meet people. But so do all your photos have to have pictures of the two of you together? And how do you you agree on the filters? Oh, I love that question. (laughs) Like, what if I'm, like, nobody... Oh, under the age of 30. And my girlfriend's like, nobody over the age of 30. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't know if you guys would be good teammates. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That's well, that was an close. extreme example. But like, what if it's religion or what if it's, I don't want to be as shallow as to say height, but let's just give that as an example. That's, that's a good question. And it's interesting that you asked that because we just had a conversation um, last week about this. But in general with foreplay we don't really have that many filters so with other dating apps you know you can filter by height and you can filter by race on a lot of them and you can filter by religion um and you have deal breakers and stuff like that we aren't about that we the only way that you really filter is the age range and the geographical location oh okay because our philosophy is more about connecting singles like Danielle was saying before you know we're an app for social singles so we don't really necessarily put the emphasis on finding romance we put the emphasis on putting yourself out there and meeting people and connectivity and connecting mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I love that. because yeah. I think that we limit ourselves a lot in life and I think that you know teaming up with a friend challenges you to put yourself in a situation that you normally wouldn't and challenges you to step out of your comfort zone and maybe go out with someone that you wouldn't have on your own and I think a lot of singles will be pleasantly surprised as they meet new people and different types of people that they probably wouldn't have given a chance to otherwise that they do have things in common with them and they do vibe with them in real life even though on the apps they didn't think that they would be a match Mm so we don't really have many filters it's just how old you're willing to go or how young and where you want to do it. I think that's great. And what about the photos thing? Do you have pictures of the two of you together? Like you're like a pair? <laughs> when, you, when you asked about the photos and then you said, how do you choose the filters? I actually thought you were talking about the filters of the photos. Oh my and God. I was like, 
And I was like, what a good question, because I always like this filter, and Julie always likes it unfiltered. If only life were that simple and or complicated. Like, let's um, make things I know. really hard. You don't have to have pictures together. I think it's awesome if friends do. Um, I think it shows um, some personality also. But at the same time, um, we recognize that people haven't been together in a really long time. So a lot of people don't have the opportunity to just get right, together and take right. a selfie. Right. Um, so we've definitely seen people on the app because we're active users ourselves. We've seen people on the app that have, you know, if it's Jim and Joe, it's like two pictures of Jim and two pictures of Joe. Okay. What's not ideal are group shots. <laughs> because you're like, who is it? Which who one am I getting? Hate All that. five of you? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I was thinking that. And then in terms of like the profile, you know, maybe I'm getting way into it, which would 100% be my MO. But like, you know, is it, well, things that my friend Jessica and I like to do together? Is it like about our friendship? Because if you have right. to make a profile, how do I talk about myself and how does she talk about herself? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how Danielle and I have it, actually. We have. So we met at Penn State. That's how we know each other, um, undergrad. So our profile is a photo of us at a Penn State tailgate and then one of us like riding horses when we were in Greece together. So we, I, I think I put our pictures up, Danielle, but um, I tried to make it to show how we interact with the world. And then, because I think it's important to know how people, like, you know, what type of person you are. And then where there's a little bit more clarity on the profiles is this like for all intents and purposes let's say this like underneath the the team photos the screen is split in half so on one half is danielle and her statistics and on the other half is me and my statistics Ah, okay got it with an account photo so you can see okay that one is julie so in the picture is that that there she is and these are the things about her 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 height and where she lives and what she likes to eat and her zodiac sign and all those questions yeah but you guys um have i read that you have like some fun unique features so it's not just like swiping like the rest of them like um what were they oh the cold shoulder feature (laughs) Uh, or like the wing woman feature. Talk to me about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever been on a dating app and came across somebody who you just didn't want to see or you didn't want to see you? I've actually run into like something that keeps happening for me actually is my ex-boyfriend's friends. Not even my ex-boyfriend, oh. but his friends. And it's like, should I like you just to be like, hey, what's up? Or then and then you like me so it's like oh hi we acknowledge each other or (laughs) are we not going to acknowledge each other at all but um to make matters simpler um what we do on foreplay is something called the cold shoulder you can avoid somebody so you can put in somebody's phone number and if that person is a user we will not show that person to you and they will not see you they will not know that you exist on the app that your profile exists and if they ever join the app we will make sure that you do not come across each other. So that's, that's the cold that's shoulder. That's so clever. Why doesn't every other dating app already We do don't that? know. I can't figure that out. We don't know. That's genius. Because it needed, you needed two female brains to exactly. put it in there. That's what you needed. Right. right. And what about, what about the wing woman feature? What is that? So, so we don't have a wing. I think what you might be thinking of is um, oh. when, when your teammate likes the team, if you try to dislike them, give the thumbs down and say you're not interested, we pro- we give you a, a prompt to try to get you to reconsider your decision. So the pop-up will say, are you sure you don't want to do a double take? Danielle already liked this team. And then... You can just go to support her. Yeah, exactly. So then your, <laughs> ding, options, ding. So then your option is fine i'll be wingman or no i'm selfish that. yeah so that's uh, totally a, way to, that. a way to try to get you to be a good friend be there for you know support your friend if they're interested like just do it just yeah. do it you said you guys said you were pretty successful with the dual profile which app are you using by the way when you did that we keep that top secret. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and okay. I'll tell you why. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. Um, it's 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 not that we're 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 not weird about sharing what app it is, but we've discovered that people have been banned for doing the same thing as what really? we did. Really? Yes. And and that actually goes to show that like we were not the only people to think that this would be an awesome idea. We were just the only people to do something with it. But yeah. I mean, other we've come across like blog posts and TikToks of other people saying that they've done it as well. And people have been banned from Hinge, Bumble, Tinder for doing it. So for now, we keep it on the DL, what the app was. How long ago <laughs> was it that you guys did this? In, in school, it was, was it? So it was January of 2019. 
Oh, it's not that long ago. No. Okay, I was thinking you were going to say like five years ago or something, and then I was like, well, maybe, you know, in dating, what it looks like on apps right now is actually way different, I think, even from five years ago, because a lot of these companies have figured out precautions and steps that they can put in um, to make it safer for women and to, to end harassment, digital harassment in various forms. Right. <clears throat> Dick pics. Um, so, you know, I was like, oh, maybe you were in before they figured out, oh, let's do this for whatever. I don't know what their reason would be for preventing it, but whatever. Right. Um, right. But that's okay, a good so, point, actually. The the dick pic thing. <laughs> um, Which we could we, talk all day about, I know. We could talk all day about dick pics. I mean, that could be another episode. But um, something something also that we can use cold shoulder for is somebody who has offended you on another app. So, like, <gasps> if you've been on another app and yes. you and and you're like, this person was like really creeped me out, or I went on a date on that with that person, that person sent me a dick pic, whatever the case may be, put them into the cold shoulder. Yes. <laughs> you never have to see them on four. So clever, or I their friends, it. which are probably as bad as they are. Yeah, yeah, no joke, <laughs> because all men really just want to send you pictures a dick pic. Yes, I know, I know. They can't help themselves. I had questions about your double dates that you went on. Okay, so first question. Did you ever get into a situation? Because I've been in this situation with my friends at a, like at a bar. <laughs> We'd be at a bar, we start talking to two guys, and we, A, either like the same guy. Always. Or B, end up talking to the wrong guy. Like, we realized that we should probably swap. Did you ever get in that situation? <laughs> um, yes. We, but we play nicely. We play nice in the sandbox. We really do. We really do. You do you have details you want to share with me? I do remember um, when we were beta testing, <laughs> which was back. Yeah, we call it, ba- we call it beta testing. <laughs> We, Which we, were, we were doing we were doing our own um double dates just just uh for proof of concept yeah, for and, research yep <laughs> and um and i do remember before going on a date julie like wanted one of them and i didn't really want the other one um julie this was these were the two guys we went with mm-hmm. the the one you know them um i love you have code names <laughs> you're like the um, motorcycle dude and his yeah. french fries right. these two guys were pretty unforgettable so i know we exactly actually call this about. right we actually call this one um the mute <laughs> he didn't speak okay. um yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. no so, no not poor thing he he didn't want to sp- he didn't want to speak no he oh it was not, like a protest he was like i'm too hot to speak and it's like exactly okay. he's yeah. like i've never had to speak mm, i understand right yeah Life is so hard. so she so she but he actually had a lot one. to say before he had a lot to say in the group text he did he had a lot to say through through digital he had a lot to say digitally yeah. and in real life he just couldn't find the words so maybe we're misjudging him maybe he just had social anxiety Maybe he just has expressive aphasia. I don't maybe. know. Or maybe um, someone's writing his messages for him. Ooh, good. I've gone down every rabbit hole with dating. Sorry. That's such a good we call. Digress. Also, I, yes. I've written someone's messages for them. So, like, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so Julie wanted him, and I didn't really want the other one, but I was like, whatever. Like, I'll just be a good wingman. Um, as it turns out, like we said, he really didn't speak. So sometimes it just works itself out anyway. Um, and the other one happened to be, like, a lot more... He was like really enthusiastic and vivacious and like this big personality. Um, so it just works itself out. And I think the thing is that you run into those kind of situations whether or not you're on foreplay, right? It's like, totally, as you mentioned, totally. it happens when you go to a bar. Um, it happens if you were to go to any sort of singles event. It happens all the time. Like you go to a wedding and you and your single friend are both interested in dancing with that one, mm-hmm. dancing with that one. And um you never know like maybe one of you has chemistry and the other doesn't maybe you both have chemistry and you you kind of just talk it out I mean these are not unique to foreplay I've been in a lot of situations with my friends when we go to the bar and we have an interest in the same person I'm always just the one to be like it's fine you can like you go for it just because I'm like not aggressive like that especially with my friends um but with foreplay it's a bit different because you go into the bar blind you don't know anybody who's going to be in the bar and then you see one person in the bar who sparks your interest but they sparked somebody else's interest too that you're with with foreplay you are matching in advance so you at least know what you're getting yourself into you know who the two people are um and i think what's cool about our app is that you're not you're not being set up by us it's just you're four people who are down to go out and meet in real life and so 
we've gone on double dates going into it being like let's just see what happens like mm-hmm. like no no like no one has either of them it's just let's just go meet new people and it yeah. ends up being more fun because there's no it's not it's not competitive you're meeting new people you're vibing and and it's just a good time yeah I feel like that's a better mindset to have, first of all, just in life in general, second of all, in dating in general, but without going in and being like, okay, so before we go in, I like the guy in the green shirt, you like the guy in the blue shirt, you know, so let's make sure we sit together properly. Like claiming it before you get in there is probably pretty silly. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially because we're trying to go with the thing of no expectations like this doesn't have to be romantic and so and and the problem is with traditional dating apps is that there is an expectation that it is going to be romantic and there is going to be chemistry Mm -hmm. and we want to be the antithesis of that I love that so there should not be any expectation it should just be go in and connect connect whether that means connecting with the new people that you're meeting or connecting with your friend because you're having a night out together I mean, you say that it's, I I love it and I believe it. It's also, we have to accept that it's very idealistic. Do you know, like most people who probably are going on a four person date, do have expectations that at least one of them is going to work out? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you probably, I'm going to guess that most of the dudes are probably like, oh, I like the brunette better than I like the blonde or something like that. Like we're going to bring in our preconceived notions because that's who we are as human animals. So while I love the idea of like, let's just be open-minded and see what happens. I don't think everyone can be as altruistic as you guys are. No, I agree. I totally agree with you. Of course, for sure. And, um, and it's it's like funny also because what you were saying before it's like I want the one in the green sweater. How do you know you're the one in the green sweater's type? Like maybe the green sweater wants your teammate, you know? Yeah, right. That's so true. So, yeah, I love. I, I I feel like there's like I smell a web series in here somewhere. Like there are <laughs> all sorts of misconnections. Um, I'll share a funny story with you. Years ago, almost ten years at this point, I was in Vegas with my girlfriend Lauren, and we met these two guys at a um, a club. Can you see sell club? I think it sounds so corny. Um, We were at a club and we met these two guys and we talked to them for like half an hour or so. And, you know, we went to the bar to get drinks and I was like, I'm not feeling this guy. And she's like, I'm not feeling this guy either. And I was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go home? Do you want to like try to find someone else? We'll circulate the room or like, do you want to just like switch? And she was like, yeah, let's just switch and see what happens. <laughs> and that's what we did. And we ended up both making out that night. Amazing. Um, and cut to, she's now married to that guy. <gasps> no And she has way. two kids. I know. No so I always say that, like, if not for me suggesting that we switch instead of, like, call it a night and go home, like, she wouldn't be married that to him right now. is crazy. Oh, my God. And also, your friend probably feels is not threatened at all by you and him because she knows that you had your chance and you were not interested. <laughs> oh, and yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. They, they didn't have chemistry. They didn't work. No, no. We to- it, I thought he was the most boring person in the world. Oh, my God. That is and so And it's so funny. interesting that, like, they ended up getting married. And that's a great story. I know. It is a great story. Wait, he knows that story, I assume, right? The husband? Yeah. That we switched. I think I told him eventually that I was like, because he knew he was talking to me at the beginning of the night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, men are dumb. They didn't realize that, like, we intentionally swapped them. We were just sort of, like, casually came back and stood in a different order and started a new <laughs> conversation. But I think, I mean, it's been, lo- like, you know, long enough that I've known him that I think I told him that I was like, no, nah, it wasn't. that is so funny i know i know so i know that feeling very much and that whole thing of like is it both of them suck or maybe let's just change and we'll give it 20 minutes and if it's still got like not good we'll leave you know um so that's the success for play story if you will (laughs) yeah no kidding i wanted to ask you oh okay so Here's one of two potential issues that are coming up for me. We're just going to get real because that's what we do here on Hashtag Single. So first girlfriend that I was like, I found this new app. It sounds so much fun. Let's do this. She said, I don't have the bandwidth to bring a new dating app into my life right now, Mm -hmm. which I totally am on board with. Mm -hmm. Second issue, uh, sent it to another girlfriend and she's like, sounds fun. I'm in but then nothing happened. And I got the sense that she was like waiting for me to initiate something 
And then I was like, is she thinking that I'm swiping for both of us and I'm going to have to do all the work here? So how do you address either of those issues? Just for people that are curious about your app, but maybe have some yeah. reservations about it. Yeah. So uh, for your the second part of your question, um, you do have to invite a teammate and your teammate will get an invitation. Yes, so, which I've um, done. <laughs> okay. And yeah. she didn't click it. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. That's that's interesting though. Yeah, so how so it wasn't clear to her that you wouldn't be doing the swiping solo? I don't know. I just wasn't feeling like the same energy. You know when you're mm-hmm. like anytime you're like, let's go on vacation together and someone's yeah. like, Yeah, and then there's no follow up and you're like, Oh, you wanted me to do all the research and you just put down yeah. your credit. You know that feeling? That's what it yes. kind of felt like. You yeah. know, yes. I think I think what's fun about foreplay is making the profile when you're physically together. So mm. So when Danielle and I made it, when we did it before foreplay, the, it was so much fun choosing the photos together, coming up with the um, like short little blurbs together. Um, so I would say people should wait till they're with their friend in real life. That's a life good idea. Yeah. To make it because it's an or activity zooming. to do together. Right, right. And I think that's that's really true because we've even thought about that in, in terms of advertising. You know, where do we get singles when they're with their friends like physically with their friends when they see the ad because Mm. I think I think that when you're creating your profile with the other person there's a higher chance that you'll be engaged on the app um I I, so so that that that's right Julie I agree um bar coasters you guys just have to bar coasters you are genius oh my god I was half joking but like yeah run with it yeah no like it's (laughs) genius um and then the first part of your question was yeah uh, how do you deal with app fatigue app fatigue I mean honestly I get it because I have app fatigue you know I mean I I like I can I totally relate I think that the Mm -hmm. reality is with any product like what, what how we've learned with our own advertising it takes people three or four times seeing a product before they'll convert to it and try it out and I think that the market the dating market is saturated with dating apps that are the same swipe right type thing mm-hmm. but ours really is different Unique, you know yeah. like it's a totally different experience you have a group chat you have a private chat with your teammate and you guys can joke around and talk about your match um, we're integrating video chat into it now so you're going to be able to do a four-person video chat and meet these people virtually if you don't want to go out in real life yeah so you know the truth is I can relate and I get it and I don't my feelings don't get hurt hearing that because it makes sense but I think if you actually understand what foreplay is and what we're doing it is different it's a different app it's a different experience it's for a different Mm -hmm. type of user and I will say that I see I've seen the same guys on Bumble and Hinge in New York and I have not seen those same people on foreplay so I think it's it's attracting a different crowd yeah I think one of the issues with new apps um I had um Emily Smith, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this app. There's an, she founded a new app called Chorus. And um, oh, yeah. yes. it's tangential yeah. to what you guys do in that she wanted friends to be part of the swiping slash yes. dating journey. So you actually have your friends swipe for you. Um, and you have to have both matchmakers, quote unquote, swipe for on the other person to get set up. Mm. Um, and one of the things, and I don't think she would mind me telling you this because I'm sure you're experiencing this as well as app creators, um, was uh, getting the app out there into the world. Like yes. how to, like everyone's so focused on the, the big three or the big four. Like how do you get new users to know about your dating app? Um, because if you don't have enough people on the app, then people won't stay there. That's simply, mm-hmm. you know, the truth. Exactly. Um, it's really about hacking the system, like doing everything we can um, to think of these like weird ways we can get Um, we can get users and for us that Mm -hmm. means like going through every single match we've ever had over the past seven years that I've been using dating apps and and Julie six years um, and going through every single person we've ever spoken to and trying to find their contact information and finding out if they're still single and and telling them about foreplay Um, wow yeah I mean I'm also on all of the dating apps and I have my 
profession as like co-founder of foreplay and very <laughs> and clever it's, it's all it's all about like putting foreplay in the right place um mm. and so you know of course we could have like a giant ad in the subway if we really wanted to and we could you know we could raise money for that and say that we need to have a huge advertising campaign but the truth is like that really wouldn't reach the single people mm-hmm. and the single people need to hear like they need to hear like have the text directly to their phone with the link for foreplay in order for them to get on foreplay so so we we really try to acquire users in those weird sneaky ways that's super smart i mean damn i do not know how you guys have time if you are working full-time jobs in the healthcare industry in covid and then also trying to brainstorm how to get this dating app off the ground you guys are freaking it's been a rough monsters year. <laughs> i don't know yes. it's been quite it's been quite a year to say the least so I'm, I'm ready for a nice nap. No kidding, right? <laughs> so you guys say that one of the reasons you wanted to create a double dating app was to create a safer environment for women. Mm-hmm. In terms of the numbers of sexual assault crimes against women that stem from people that they meet while dating. I hope you don't mind if this gets too personal, but that's also the kind of the MO of hashtag single. Did this stem from any specific experience that either of you guys had? I've had a bunch of near misses, um, so I feel very fortunate that nothing happened to me. But at the same time, when we reflect back on those near misses, it could have been really tragic. Um, so, mm. for example, one of one of the examples that we the stories that we talk about is when I was a student at Penn State, and we went to the hockey house because they were having a party. And, you know, there was a boy that I was interested in and all my friends had left because they didn't know that I wanted to stay to talk to this boy. And so I was left alone and it was probably, you know, a few hours had passed and then I was like, okay, like I probably should go home. And it's very difficult at Penn State to get a a taxi before the days of Uber and Lyft. So it was extremely difficult to get a taxi. So I just started walking because it was like two or three o'clock in the morning and I was like, you know, ready to be home and in my bed because it's freezing in in the valley and I wasn't made for that kind of weather. So um, I was walking home and... Um, that was a Saturday night, so Sunday happens. Monday, I go to class, and I look at the Daily Collegiate, which is a school newspaper, and it's talking about how a girl was walking home by herself on College Ave at 3 o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, which is where I was at that time, um, and she was pulled into the bushes, and she was raped by a man. Um, so that was really you know, scary to, to read about because, yeah. I mean, who knows how much sooner or how much later that it was her instead of me. Right. So, I mean, that's awful. Someone should never be in that situation. You shouldn't be going home by yourself. You know, you should be with a friend. So with foreplay, I mean, it solves that problem. You're going out with your friend. You're coming home, hopefully with your friend. Um, so that was just one of the, one of the uh, experiences that, you know, I've had that really motivates us to want to make it a safer dating space. Yeah. I think also, you know, we have physical safety in mind, but we also have um, protecting mental health in mind. Um, Mm. And I think that women who have had experiences with sexual trauma, um, it is really hard for them to think about going on a dating app with a stranger that they met on the internet. Yeah. Um, but it also feels like it's the only way to meet someone. Like, it, it doesn't really feel like there are any other options these days. If you're single, like, that's how you're going to meet the person that you're, you'll be in your next relationship with, sadly. Um, it, feels, it feels like that's more of a truth every day. And so how do we give those people a chance to use the modern technology in a way that feels more comfortable for them? Um, yeah. and, and also, I mean, for me, in my personal history, um, I am in recovery from an eating disorder. Um, and so for me, I feel that the one-on-one dating thing, um, while I'm willing to have one-on-one dates once I feel comfortable and, and have chemistry with someone, um, they are uncomfortable for me uh, the, when, when I meet someone random from the internet <laughs> um, because I don't like feeling like I'm being assessed, like that I'm being mm. watched, you know, like what I'm drinking, what I'm eating. That's something that I'm very aware of um, given my history with an eating disorder. Um, and I feel that 
bringing a friend um, kind of takes the pressure off. Like, I don't feel that I'm judged as much. I feel like every everybody's kind of distracted. Um, and I feel that I can just be myself because I'm being myself with my friend. So I, I think, you know, we have to think about the people who aren't just typical. Um, there are so many people who feel unsafe using the dating apps, feel vulnerable using the dating apps, and particularly women. So we want to give women a dating app that makes them feel more confident. I love that. I think you guys address a lot of issues that are not spoken about in the dating culture. Um, there is an assumption that everything is going to be fine, but we have to be realists and realize that every single time that you put yourself out there, you're exposing yourself to potential risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also very emotionally challenging to introduce yourself to a, a total stranger and be in a place of, of judgment and, as you said, being assessed. And the, like you said, the mental implications of, of that in every everyday small ways that we we just don't talk about like dating is so hard on multiple levels it asks a lot from women every single time they do it and yet it's 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 cast off as like this casual thing that you're just supposed to know how to do that you're supposed to be good at that you're supposed to be okay with doing that we do because everyone else does it but the more we have these conversations that really talk about the reality of dating which is what I'm trying to do with this podcast like what is it really like out there Mm-hmm. What messages are men receiving? Yeah. How am I being treated when I go on a first date? Why isn't this freaking working? Then hopefully we can really get to a better place in our society. We really have been like oversimplifying the the dating process, like by and, and people think it's easier that way. Like a lot of people who aren't involved in it, like we have many friends who have been in relationships with their boyfriends or husbands since college, and they never they never swiped right per se, and they think it's never been easier. But the truth is, because it's so simple, it's actually oversimplified to the point where we question ourselves if it's not working because it's just so simple Mm -hmm. but in reality it's not supposed to be that simple like there should be a period of like getting to know one another and like there's more than just swiping on someone's picture like get to know one another like before expecting chemistry or before before expecting something romantic to bud it's so crazy I think I talk about this a lot the expectation that it's just supposed to like magically work or magically be good or magically be safe when Mm -hmm. there's so many things that I'm like, like, no, I'm not going to give you my phone number before we meet. No, I'm not going to come to your apartment on the first date. No, I'm not going to allow you to send me pictures before I know what you look like in person. Like, it's insane to me. It is. I'm just like, (laughs) like, why? Like, I think people, at least the guys that I'm like talking with just are like so excited to jump into like relationship territory. And I'm like, I don't know you. You don't know me. Yeah, that is uh, this. I mean, don't even get me started because I get so passionate about this. The I don't know you. Why are you trying to connect with me on every single platform that you're on? Why are you asking for my Instagram? I don't want you seeing Mm -hmm. what my nieces and nephews look like or my it's Mm -hmm. it's very weird to me. Why are you like sending me pictures while you're like on your hike instead of enjoying your hike when I've never met you in real life? It's very strange to me. It's it's (laughs) it's like what's what's the deal there? It's because we're just so easily accessible and now we're so easily exposable it's like mm-hmm. it's the the ghosting thing kills me i think ghosting is so mean and i think that i feel so strongly about it because i'm a younger sister and have seen my brother when he was single before he was married going on dates and being like i thought it went well but she never answered me and it's like to give someone the common courtesy just tell them that it wasn't there for you romantically yeah. if it wasn't i mean it's what three more seconds of your day that you have to use your thumbs to send a text message like come on you know cowards they're all cowards i know mm-hmm. <laughs> what has been one of the hardest parts of the journey for you guys in creating a new dating app hmm. good question i think that, that there's two parts to that answer i think the hardest part for us on the journey and the hardest part for us with a dating app because they're different um danielle do you want to talk about like how things started off with us when we were getting ready to launch yeah, I and I think like where Julie might be going with this is the professional versus the personal challenges. And mm. per, personally, um, a, a huge challenge for us 
as we navigated this new relationship as business partners and also best friends and also people who are going on double dates together. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> and you're at each other's, wait, you're at Danielle's apartment right now, right? Exactly. And you're at each other's the, apartment. in the same apartment. I love it. <laughs> in the same apartment, in separate rooms. Not weird for us. <laughs> Happens all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that personally something that was a challenge was I was actually very, very sick. As I, I previously mentioned, I was struggling with an eating disorder. I'm in recovery now, but I was very sick um, about a year ago or a year and a half ago. And at at one point it was recommended that I have inpatient treatment. Uh. And I mean, we were just launching the app. Like it was literally about to go live in the app store. And I did not want to go to treatment um, because I didn't know how long that was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to have my phone, access to a computer or internet. Um, It was really going to be like off the grid. And I felt like I didn't want to relinquish that control to Julie. Um, But I also... And I I also didn't want to leave Julie with everything because she was so spread thin, just started working as a PA. And I was like, oh, gotta go. Um, (laughs) So I had to choose between, you know, staying and being there for the company or going and taking care of myself. Um, Ultimately, I did decide to go. It was two months. Um, that's, I mean, we, we didn't know if it was going to be two weeks. We didn't know if it was going to be 30 days. It wound up being two months. And when I look back at it, um, I actually made the decision to do it for myself. But in doing so, I did, I think, save my role in the company. Yeah. Um, I think that I was really not a good co-founder I was really did not have my head in the game um, was not giving anything to the company I had very little productivity and um, and I, I think it hurt our chances of being successful so I, I think ultimately it was the best decision we could have made but it was very challenging I think Julie can speak to how difficult that was for her launching the business on her own yeah so definitely uh personally the the most challenging but also was i mean aside from the business it was like my best friend was going away for treatment so yeah it was it was a really really rough time um luckily danielle and i have extremely supportive people in our lives we have an amazing support system so you know my sister he was like i'm here to help you just like please don't have a mental breakdown (laughs) Um, we don't need two we don't need two two right right let's just keep it to one um but I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, it was definitely, it was a rough, it was a rough time, but it, there was no other option in my mind. Like Danielle needed to go because she, her health and who she is, like she comes first before right, our company, right. the person comes before the company. And that will always be that we as people and as friends come before our company. Cause before there was foreplay, there was Julie and Danielle. So <laughs> it was the, it was the right thing. 100%. It was very challenging. I had a lot of guilt when she was gone because the few times we did get to speak on the phone, I knew she didn't really want to hear about foreplay um, because she wasn't part of it. But I also wanted to like share in the excitement mm-hmm. that we launched, but I felt like I had to like kind of dance around it. I did the best that I could to text her parents to give them updates because they were invested and then all of a sudden like their connection to foreplay was away without communication. So it was it was tough. Emotionally it was it was a lot, but it all worked out for the better because Danielle, you've never been more productive than you are now. So, <laughs> so it's, I mean, it really did. It really was the best thing for the company. We function a lot better. We, it's a lot more efficient, a lot more effective. And our relationship was saved from it because there's, I could def, I wasn't, but I could definitely see myself becoming resentful of a co-founder who wasn't pulling her weight. So that was tough. I would say professionally, the fact that we aren't tech people is the biggest challenge. You know, we're healthcare, mm. we're healthcare providers. Our training is, is in healthcare. Um, the data that we know how to analyze is data in terms of like, I can calculate your 10 year risk of having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and also, are you single? Right, exactly. Um, so 
teach trying to teach ourselves a lot of this stuff has been challenging and people said you know we weren't going to be able to continue our jobs in healthcare and do this we had to pick one or the other but we're proving them wrong because women are efficient and we can multitask so uh just learning you know the the terminology and all the different platforms and all the different technology excuse me on a professional level that's definitely been the biggest challenge I think at least for me I can't even freaking imagine. I mean, I have a hard enough time with this podcast, and it's, it's like, <laughs> it's just talking, really. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's honestly, hard. guys, like, I, I can't give you enough credit. Like, what a just a beautiful testimonial to friendship, to female friendship, um, to being there for each other, to believing that uh, people come first in everything, um, and that your health is is the number one most sacred thing that you own. Absolutely. Um, I I think, and the fact that you both came through that to the other side in a better way, to a place where you could feel empowered to make this incredibly cool app that is unique that no one's ever seen before. I mean, like, what do you want to do next? What is the, like, <laughs> what is the, the, the empire that you're building? I feel like whatever you guys are striving for, you could achieve. Yeah, we uh, we I mean this we do have a vision of an empire. We do. So, we just imagine a world like where a friend turns to another friend and says I'm so lonely, being single sucks so much, and the friend goes, "Well, why aren't you on foreplay?" <laughs> like <laughs> like we want foreplay to be ultimately more than just a swipe right dating app. I think that like one day it would be wonderful for it to be a community of single people who feel as fulfilled and as included as people who are in relationships um, where it is not sad um, or stigmatized to be single. Hell <laughs> yes. Where it is oh my God. and awesome and where being single like still means connecting. It does not mean isolation. Thank you. Yes. Praise Jesus. Like, I've got my hands to the ceiling right now in hallelujah. Like I'm, I've been shouting that since day one. Like, and I, I think that message needs to be said louder and louder every day. So people freaking hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. It is, is so many people are struggling with loneliness. COVID has definitely pointed that out to us. And it's, it's, it's something that you have to work on, mm-hmm. but it's not something that's hard. You know, if we just we just mm-hmm. look to our right and look to our left and reach out a hand and help people in this this weird journey of life, then the world could be a better place. You guys, absolutely. <laughs> Do I hear tears? No, no, you're crying. <laughs> Ladies, it has been my pleasure to have you on this podcast. I'm so excited to introduce Foreplay to our listeners and to freaking get my friends to become my teammates. I'm looking forward to group dates in the future. Hell yeah. I want to hear about Zoom them. Or what? Oh, you know I will. I'll be like your biggest <laughs> testimonial. to be like, this girl is like in every commercial. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's up with that? Um, yeah, no, seriously. And also just, it's been so lovely to get to know you as people and hear about your journey in creating this app like I said there can't be enough stories in the world about women just having an idea and executing it and birthing it into the world successfully so kudos to you congratulations on where you you. um, have landed and thank you so much for um, connecting with me it's been really great to talk to you 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 too. too Thanks. All right, you guys. Um, If you want to play with Foreplay, it is available in the App Store. It is completely free for you to use. If you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to Julie or Danielle or myself. I'm sure they'd be happy to answer them for you, but we're really excited about um, uh, your experience with this. So let us know. And... uh, as always, I'll just remind you to head on over to Instagram at hashtag single pod where the best conversations are happening with other singles such as yourself. We look forward to hearing from you about your experiences, dating and otherwise, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>